DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Welcome in, folks, to the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I am your host, and I could not be more excited about this episode. For this particular special episode, it's an interview with none other than Fox's insider, Leicester City insider, Sam Martin. Now, as you listen, he will he'll push back a little bit on the fact that he's an insider, but um, the man knows. Leicester City, and I am just so excited um, to talk with him about all things Foxes, about what to expect from this coming season, um, what to expect from the attack, about the new signings coming in, um, about, let's see, what else did we talk about? Uh, (laughs) The pressure put on footballers. I mean, it gets a little bit philosophical at times. Like, this is a really, really good interview, and I want to... um, just uh, again, thank thank Sam for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure, uh, and uh, and really just such an easy guy to talk to. I was absolutely amazed. Uh, so if you want to follow him, he will mention this later on in the pod. But if you want to mention, if you want to follow him, he is at Smule S M U E L. So without the A, Samuel without the A, S M U E L Martin F P L, all one word. And he does have a podcast as well at Fox's Fancast, all one word as well. So, without further ado, I present Sam Martin for all things Leicester City. Let's do this. So, uh, I am, of course, joined by Sam Martin. Super excited about this. Um, Leicester City fanatic. Leicester City um, in the know. You know, absolutely. You could even call him an insider if you wanted to. Um, yeah, Sam is joining me today, and um, we just want to talk about the Foxes. We just want to get some some knowledge. I want you to drop us some knowledge here, Sam. But first of all, thanks for joining us. Um, appreciate you coming on and uh, and making the time for us. How's things? No, it's all good. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to to be here and yeah, maybe use a in the know and insider loosely, but no, I'm um, yeah, it's all good, <laughs> and and hopefully I can can share. Uh, what little Leicester knowledge I have with you, with you guys, and um, I'm just happy to to chat football, and especially if it's about Leicester, but football in general, it's it's what it's all about, isn't it? It's okay. I, I call anybody an insider who knows more than me about anything. So, like, you know, like so, my dad is an insider on like the weather. Uh, so it's you know, so it's just the way it works. Um, <laughs> no, but certainly, you know, you're you're closer to the team, both in geography um, and in knowledge, I think, than than I am certainly, and a lot of our listeners. Um, so yeah, just really excited to kind of pick your brain on that. But but first, kind of tell us about you. Tell us a little bit about you know where you come from and and what's your story and um, and why. As I scroll through your Twitter timeline, do I see you? Um, at the King Power, taking photos with players, um, taking photos with the FA Cup, and like in these fancy VIP boxes. Like, if you're not an insider, come on, you got to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that just 
Leicester's a weird one. Like we're we're different to maybe <laughs> some of the the bigger clubs in in the fact that like I am just a uh, just a local a local lad. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, we are still still small enough as a as a club, and people will think that that's sort of like an insult, and you want to be like as big as possible. But it's also quite a nice thing that that we are small enough that there is still that sort of close knit um, sort of community feel around around the Leicester club. You know. Um, a lot of people who have been there have, have been there a long time, you know. I'm, so, I'm I'm from Leicestershire. Um, my grandparents are Leicester fans. My great grandparents are Leicester fans. My my dad took me. Um, I think I went to my first game when I was about two years old. Um, so I didn't get a choice in in being a Leicester fan, and um, <laughs> as and that goes for the the same as sort of a, a lot of my friends and and sort of the people um, I grew up with. You know, growing up around here when when sort of times weren't as as sort of maybe as good as they are now right you know we you'd get people around here that would be man united fans or arsenal fans or liverpool fans you know um it's only recently that we've we've had the success that we've had and and that's all of a sudden changed sort of the the appeal of, of the club you know it, going back sort of 10 years, you, you could go to a Leicester game and there wouldn't be that many. Well, there would still be people in the grounds, but you know what I mean? The ground wouldn't be full. You could rock up on the day. Sure. Um, so, the yeah, the, 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 the photos and, and the VIP boxes, that, that comes from that, I guess, in the fact that it is still like very much close-knit like that if you sort of know the right people and, That's and amazing. that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it is. It is, and that's what sort of people forget at times, you know, because because of where we are and the success we've we've had and and the players we've got, we're we're a high quality side. Yet at the same time, it's still like the lads all live around here, you know, like the village where I live. There's a, sort of a few of the Leicester lads, so um, so like the the day after the FA Cup final, you know, Tillemans was just in the local park at like half eight in the morning. You know, that's just. <laughs> But that's just what the, what we have around here is we're different to sort of maybe some of the the London clubs or right. where the players are are living the London lifestyle. It's you don't really get that around here because that, that's not what sort of the, these players are getting, and and that obviously has its uh, negatives when we go to sign players. I'm sure there are players that move to some of the London clubs because they want that. I was wondering about uh, that. Yeah, yeah, and that and that that is because like these footballers get paid a lot of money now days and we're only human aren't we? you you want to spend it mm-hmm. um but but yeah i guess different people want different things you know and um yeah we we attract sort of different players maybe for that reason or but then saying that they still have their parties don't they and, and of course stuff like that so. yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's a that's a boring intro to oh no you're good uh, to me um well no that's that's fantastic uh and i was just gonna say like to kind of uh you know, follow up on or, or put a bow on uh, my stalking of, of your, your Twitter feed uh, just because I want, you know, I wanted to get to know who you were a little bit. Uh, so your pictures are fascinating because you'll be just around, you know, what appears to be a pretty small city and then just suddenly like pictures of Ferraris, you know, like uh, pictures of just incredible cars that are clearly player cars. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, it's, it's a weird one, like, because like they, yeah, they are about and that is, there's no everyone knows you know like you can be walking around sort of the the local parks and and you'll see them and and I guess I guess you 
because we allow people just to get on with their lives, you know, because that, that always has been, you know, growing up, there's always been footballers around and sort of like yeah. the, the lads live close. I guess that they like that, you know, it's not, they don't get mobbed everywhere they go. Obviously people take photos and, and stuff like that, but like they're able to live a bit more of a, a normal life. I guess that it works both ways, doesn't it? You, a lot of, it, it's funny, a lot of players who have played for Leicester in the past, but no longer sort of play for Leicester, still live in this sort of area. Yeah. You know, because, because they can, they are sort of allowed just to sort of get on with, with their lives. And maybe we're not as sort of, maybe not as fanatics, probably harsh on, on the fans and that, but, you know, in, in some areas where, it is a bit more of sort of a life or death. And, and don't get me wrong to, to people, myself and, and other Leicester fans, it is. But there are also a lot of other people around in this area that, that don't really care. It's it, it's not the sort of feel that you'd get in, in maybe Liverpool or you right. know, Glasgow where you've got Celtic and Rangers and that is literally football, is it? Like in yeah. around here, we, we have other sports. You know, it's it's a, it's a not a rugby city, but um, and Leicester obviously are the main thing, but... Um, we play other sports and it's yeah a bit more laid back. So I, I'm a fan of um, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah, I, so am I. So yeah, we'll okay, nice. We'll, good, we'll okay, I'm, I'm in good there, company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I lived in Wisconsin for, for quite some time. I would consider that like my home state, even though now I'm in North Carolina. Um, yeah. And a lot of the things that you, the way these, the ways that you describe Lester are, are things, I think are part of the reasons why I really enjoy the Packers, you know? Um, the only team that is quote-unquote uh, owned by the fans. Uh, a lot of the players live within the community. My buddy lives in Green Bay and he'll just see them at the grocery store, you know, various different places like that. And you got to understand in America, that's unheard yeah. of. <laughs> you know, like if if you live in somewhere like random in Colorado, you don't see players who play on like Denver teams. That just doesn't yeah, happen because yeah, yeah. our teams are so spread out. So spread out, yeah. And even if you do live in one of the major metropolitan areas, you're, it's very unlikely that you're going to see these people out because they don't go to the places you go. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that was obviously again. Your, your listeners maybe don't want a, um, a full American football conversation, but that was one of the reasons why I was sort of drawn to the Packers many, many cool. years ago. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd class myself as, as quite a quite a big supporter of that. And, and hopefully, I've I've managed to get the misses on board slightly more now, so that. <laughs> We can maybe get a get a trip over there. It's uh, it's oh, been man. one of those things that I've been sort of slowly just sort of uh, bringing her around to. You know, the, the she gets a, a shirt for Christmas and uh, well, a jersey. Sorry, it's, uh, too yeah, your yeah. But um, so she's she's getting there now. Um, so so hopefully I'll, I'll get over. But yeah, it's the same sort of thing. You know, we're we're very much a a community ran club. You know, we're we're ran by a really good um, sort of owners and and that's been sort of instrumental in in where we've gone as a club and, and where we're going um but at the same time that sort of helps to keep that family feel you know we we feel very much like a family run club and they're right they're very involved and it's just little things you know when we were in the champions league and i was lucky enough to go to to sort of all of the um the away trips oh nice um but you'd be going and like you'd be seeing so many people that you just knew because it's because it's it's the same people that that have been going every year. You know, we're not we're not one of these mega clubs where there are millions of fans in the world. It's, sure, it's still very much. There's not really many people outside of Leicester, and there are more now as we get bigger. But 
like there's you show up in people outside yeah yeah every, everyone the, knows everyone you know? the supporter section in, you know in rome and you're like jeremy what's up yeah how are you that, doing that you know, like colin like, is that I'll, you <laughs> i was like bumping into people i worked with that i didn't even know were leicester fans you know like just and you're like oh right yeah no, it's, it's not. or people like um like i used to play american football I, I bumped into a lad i used to play with like literally just in a toilet in like seville or something and you know like you just end up chatting so it's, cool that's that but that's what it's all about like yeah that that beats the like the yeah the 90 minutes are, are good and and the football games are good but like those trips and those memories are, are, are what it's about wow well, before we get too far away from the the Packers, no, I'm gonna say we've not, we've not. Before we get too far away from the Packers thing, though, um, yes, I will. I will just leave this with you. If you ever want to go to a game, and I mean this 100 percent legitimately, let me know because my wife's family has tickets. Okay, so 100. percent Yep, <laughs> we we can arrange we can arrange that as long as you don't get like crazy drunk and um, no 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 no. And they'll... I mean, you've got to remember, I'm English. We don't we don't really. We're uh, we're a bit more low-key. We're not even allowed to drink in football games. So oh wow, that'd be a brand new experience. That's, to oh, me. that's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, no, yeah, I think I did know that. We can drink before, obviously, but in, in the games. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people yeah. know this, but you know the Packers. Uh, the waiting list for season tickets is like forty years long. Yeah, I know. Um, and if you get crazy at at a game, they will just take your tickets, and and you don't have them anymore. They're just gone. That's it. You, that was your chance. Um, it's so mental, it's it? I know it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's kind of wild. But um, but anyway, yeah. So okay, uh, the last thing I guess I wanted to mention is because I found it hilarious. Your picture with the cup, um, I thought was awesome, and I was like, wow, I've never been that close to something like that in my life. I thought it was really cool. But my favorite thing about it was the dude who just said, "Oh, I thought you'd be skinnier based upon your profile picture." I know. <laughs> I know. It was, and like, don't get me wrong, like. Um, you know, like I'm pretty thick-skinned. I can I can take sort of like uh, like most things, but like as someone who's like not like a skinny lad, you know, like I'm, you know what I mean. I'm I'm sort of confident enough with my body, but sure. sort of also at the same time like not confident with it. You know, like and when anything like happens like that, you know, it's a really like big thing to have a photo. Like um, exactly, of, like the stewardesses took the photos, and I was like, please, please, God, let this one like look okay. You know what I mean? Because it was that bigger thing, and like there was a, like a queue. You didn't want to have to go back and be like, no, exactly. Oh, and I have another one. So when I saw it, and I was like, oh, that one looks all right. I was like, oh, I'm happy with that. I posted it, and someone was like, oh, I thought you'd be skinnier based on your cartoon photo. <laughs> and I was like. I didn't even know. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> I don't know what he sought to gain from that. Um, uh, it's, I mean, what do, what do online trolls ever have to gain? But I just, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I told, I told my girlfriend, I was like, <laughs> what has happened here? Exactly. And the worst part oh. was, you know, because like when in your head you think like, oh, this one's an okay photo of me. And then when someone <laughs> says like, effectively, it's not. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> But the thing is, uh, like, uh, like I'm, I, I can like laugh about it, and like people for sure. will, will like laugh about it. And you'd rather, I'd rather people <laughs> take take the piss, like, because then if then I can do that back, you know. And that's what it's that's what it's all about. <laughs> like the, at the end of the day, like I've got my Twitter account to sort of have fun with people, of course. And I and I'd like to think that people. I don't know if he was sort of joking or if it was just a, like an aggressive dig. But either way, like 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was joking. And I'd prefer people to to think that they can have a laugh with me, like yeah, because that because like you know, like people say like, oh yeah, you've got like a, a few followers and stuff like that, but like. I, I couldn't really care less. You know? like, <laughs> sure, I'll sure. still chat to anyone as though it's like normal. It's just I've been lucky enough that like to have the the Leicester news that that people want. So that's the only thing that differs me from from anyone else. You know, sure. some people get a few followers and and then um, <laughs> sort of it, it gets to them a little bit and they uh, they they start to think uh, yeah they they run the show. But <laughs> no, I, I couldn't care less. I'll I'll speak to anyone and, and reply to anyone and and chat to anyone. You know, that's, yeah, that's at the great. end of the day, like what more could we're talking about football? Like both of us are obviously sort of keen fans in, in football. You know, and just the, the ability to just be on here and chat sports. There's a lot of there's a lot of other things we could be doing that Precisely. are far less enjoyable than that. Yep. Yep, 100%. And the fact that like anybody listens to our voices um, and thinks that like, oh, wow, those guys really know what they're talking about. You know, like just if there's two people that think that I'm I'm humbled, you know, gen- genuinely humbled. Yeah. And even it's like even like uh, uh, sort of on top of that, if there's like if someone listens to this, you know, and like they, they might have had a bad day or something like that. And if, if they can listen to this and it sort of just ease that slightly, then even if that happens to one person then that's that and that's enough from this conversation you know if if you can bring value to the people then then that's what it's all about isn't it like agreed completely at the end of the day like if if yeah because it, there's times where you know like i'll be driving home from work and i'll stick some on and it's like a nice you can have sort of a bit of a laugh or something like that like and and hopefully if if we can either a make someone laugh or uh, b bring some value to, to to someone in in learning something new or sort of listening to, to things that they didn't know about then then that's then that's perfect yeah absolutely and and if that if that lad's uh you know bit of dark humor at your expense uh made some people laugh then 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 so be it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah if that if that's what he needs you know then right then that's what he needs you know like um i thought you handled it well gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get too upset about someone who who doesn't know me, or, right? Right. Um, or like has has only seen one, uh, one. I say one photo of me, but it was one I thought was okay. I, no, I thought it <laughs> so was it's great. Not like they just, it's not like they just got a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I guess we should get to to why people are probably tuning in, aside from uh, to be made to feel better. But um, yeah, yeah. let's let's talk some foxes. So uh, you know, I'm I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, and I'm one of those Americans, sort of like you were with with American football, who just kind of had to choose a team. Um, I chose Liverpool because I, I guess maybe I didn't know a lot about a lot of other teams, but they're like the working class roots to the team. I know now that they're uber rich, but the working class roots are really what drew me. Um, and the fact, you know, the city being very blue collar, it reminded me a lot of the Packers. And so that's why I went that route. But um, man, what you say about Leicester really strikes a chord with me. And I just think like, the fact that they are where they are now is so incredible. It's such an amazing feat. So I'm just curious, like after this last season, you know, another another disappointing end of the season. But um, what's your what was kind of your your takeaways from from the, from this season? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Like because you you sort of caught in two minds. Like you've you sort of mentioned on on where we are now and and sort of that journey um and and sort of we're not we're not like liverpool or or man united or or anyone like that when we're, we're not one of these big clubs we're 
we're one of sort of maybe I don't know twenty or thirty similar sized clubs, you know, um, at the time. So when we when we sort of uh, won the championship and got promoted to the the Premier League, you know, at that point we were one of, and you could name them like sort of us, Middlesbrough, Forest, you know, Leeds, Burnley, all all these clubs are sort of similar size, you know, sure. reasonably big clubs, but not massive clubs, you know, and. And each year, sort of three of them would go up, three of them would come down, you know, and and you you would sort of like continuously do that, you know. When we were in the the, the Premier League, we we should should have got relegated, and we didn't, you know. That was a big turning point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we've obviously gone on so far from from that, you know. And and I won't get too hung up on sort of everything we've achieved, but so you do have to apply some context when you. When you look at sort of last season, you know, exactly. because people would say, "Look, you f- you finished fifth and you won an FA Cup. It's one of the, <laughs> it's probably the second most successful season we've ever had." For sure. So, so can you be can you be upset about that? And I guess f- from the outside looking in, you'd say no, you you couldn't be because everyone would have taken that at the start of the season. But I think that's a bit of a naive way to look at things, and you. You do have to be able to to view that sort of circumstances change, and it and it naturally was sort of very disappointing yeah. that we, I'll say, bottled the the Champions League, and people would get upset at my my use of that word, but I think it's fair, you know, because we did it the season before. You know, if it was a one off, exactly. I mean, I, I say that I said it the year before as well, but if it was a <laughs> if it was a one off, you know these things can happen and you can get unlucky in a game or, you know, Alisson scores a header in the 95th minute, oh. you know, these things, you know, uh, Aguero chipped a penalty down the middle against Chelsea and Chelsea went on to win that game. So on, on another season, then they wouldn't win those games and, you know, we wouldn't have to, um, we wouldn't have had to, to win certain games or, or something like that. But at the end of the day, we had so many chances, you know, even I was, I was obviously at the, we, you alluded to it earlier, but I was at the Spurs game and and we were 1-0 up, 2-1 up, you know, so we should have gone on and won that game. And if we'd have done that, then, right. then we'd have qualified. So obviously that's disappointing. But then at the same time, like you can never take away winning the FA Cup from us, you know, and right. And and that that is one of those things that in fifty years, that's remembered winning the FA Cup. Whereas oh, absolutely! F- finishing fourth, will it be? You know, maybe not if we'd have gone out reasonably early um, in the Champions League. So it's trying to find the balance between those two things. I guess the the disappointing thing is the impact that it will have on sort of transfers and and stuff like that because mm. it will make us a weaker. Um, option for for other players, you know, or a less attractive option, a less the draw option, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, like I I spoke about earlier about sort of the fact that we're not in one of these like sort of mega cities, you know, and um, I guess that's slightly different with COVID now, but even still, you know, there aren't they're not going to be brushing with the sort of celebs that they would be in in London or, or something like that. And and we have lost players that, that sort of understandably have wanted to go down and, and live that sort of um, so-called London life, you know, so that, <laughs> that is disappointing. Um, and then I guess from a, from a financial point of view, it, it is disappointing too. Um, but 
I guess time will tell, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see what we do this season and, and hopefully we can build on it because that's now two seasons where we've, you know, we've been in the best four sides. And I know people will say, yeah, but you've not been in the best four sides because you've not finished in the top four. But ultimately, in in sort of terms of talent-wise, you know, mm-hmm. we yes, we've bottled it two times and, and not got there. But we've been there or thereabouts, you know, and... I don't think anyone could take it away from us that sort of the quality we're at is is up there. So Right. And we we um, could we could do what ifs all day, right? But I would yeah, argue exactly. I would argue that if Allison had never made that a you know, aforementioned header um that you previously mentioned and also if Chelsea had not changed their manager, um things would be very oh, yeah. very yeah, different. Exactly. You know, there's there's loads of things that that, that sort of change it and at the end of the day over the course of the season we didn't finish in the top four yeah, so, yeah. so that is that but um, you know and that that's something that, that the players will, will have to live with I guess the big thing for us this season is is keeping players you know if providing we can sort of keep Tillemans and Didi mm. Madison to an extent I I wouldn't be that bothered um, interesting those two the, the the big ones I think um, and people will will say, um, and, I, and you may have, yeah, I know you've, you've probably sort of had this going one way and I'm sort of taking this off the tangent, but it felt like it was, um, it sort of followed on into the conversation. Yeah, we good, go for it. You know, um, people, and people have said like, like I've said, oh, I'm, I'm not really that bothered if, if, uh, if Madison leaves and you get like sort of the, the, the state of people at the minute, they're like, oh, you're so sour, like. Oh, we're a bigger club than you, like Arsenal fans, like making. Oh, sure. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not like at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and and say that like we're a bigger club than Arsenal because we're not. You know, like Arsenal are a massive side. They play at a massive ground. That's you know in London. That's like that's what I talked about. We're we're not that sort of club. If yes, on on paper, we're we're maybe a, a team in a better place at the minute. You know. At the end of the day, if if a side like Arsenal come and, and offer him sort of more money, a lot more money than he's getting paid at Leicester, is he is he going to turn that down? You know, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like, f- footballers, at the end of the day, like I know people give them stick, but it is a career. You know, they they they're, they're not going to play forever. They like, and if the money's there to move, then a lot of us would do the same thing, you know, like... Oh, I, I um, completely agree. I, I'm just curious, so, like, you saying you saying that you wouldn't be bothered, it sounds like more, like, on a personal level, like you wouldn't take offense to it, but my, my thought is, like, well, you guys did much of what you did this season without him, um, and not only that, but you had so many other insane injuries um, that you had to deal with throughout the course of the season. Like, I don't... I mean, it's it's... I would never say losing Madison is not a loss for you, obviously. But at the same time, I mean, could that role be filled by a different player now? I mean, I, I feel like yeah. he's he's lost a little bit of value. I'd have to caveat, like, not being bothered with the <laughs> assumption that we would, like, sort of wisely spend the money that sure. comes in. Sure. But I would trust, <laughs> because we, we are pretty... You know, our team couldn't afford to just lose him and then... And then that be it, because at the end of the day, he is a, a high quality player, you know. And of course, and we are better with him in the, in the squad. But if you said to me, "Oh, they pay sort of sixty five million pounds for him," and 
and we get a bit of time, you know, and it gets done early, so we get a bit of time to, to react, then I, I would say that we would maybe trust in, with the trust that I would have in our sort of recruitment system that, that is good, I would sort of have trust in that, that they would be able to replace him sort of correctly. Oh, completely. And I mean, arguably, your recruitment has been some of the best in the league. Um, and even yeah, yeah, even yeah, looking at the, the, the targets that you have this summer, um, who have basically all but, you know, all but agreed uh, on paper, th- their their recruitment is, I, mean, I don't want to say bar none, but it's it's up there for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We, I'm, I went, and it's had to be like because, sort of in in the early sort of days when we were sort of championship and just coming into the Premier League, you know, we had even less of a pull than than we do now. So you then have to be sort of clever with it, and you have to to buy the right players. You know, obviously you're not always gonna gonna buy a, a Riyad Mahrez or an Ingolo Kante. Right. <laughs> people forget that we like pluck them from obscurity and, and sort of look where they are now. You're not always gonna do that. You know, for for every one of them there are there are bad ones. But at the same time, you know, indeed he's a young kid that we bring in, you know, Fafana who who I think will go on to be an absolute superstar. Massive another signing. one. Yeah. You know, um Sayunchu we, we brought in young um <laughs> Tillemans is maybe slightly different because he was a big enough name, but he still was only a kid when we signed him, you know, and he'd fallen out of favour at Monaco. So so that's another one, you know, Vardy's come from non-league, you know, <laughs> a lot of these players that, that we've sort of brought in, even, even the likes of sort of Mark Albrighton that was released from Aston Villa as, as sort of not being good enough. He goes on and wins Premier League with us, you know, so it's, yeah, we... We have a we have a really good track record, and hopefully, touch wood, you sort of get the the Dakar signings and um, sort of Samare o- over the line, and there's two n- sort of really really good young young lads. And uh, understandably, they don't all work. You know, someone like uh, Kramaric that we've we signed in the past. Now all of a sudden, he sort of bang goals in the Bundesliga, and people think, oh, we didn't give him enough chances. But unfortunately, sometimes just things don't work out. You know, like. It, it doesn't suit it or it doesn't it doesn't work you know and and these things happen and, and you have to move on so right chengi's under <laughs> yeah exactly that's <laughs> another one that. know, sort of players will come in you know um we spent a lot of money on isam samani um oh that's right kind of struggled you know and then he scored goals everywhere else he's been right um, perez again spent a bit of money on him and has he done sort of what what they'd hope, maybe not. But then Castagne come in and he was Atalanta's second choice right back and or, or left back. He played both sides and and he and he's been class, you know. Um, and sort of Ricardo again, you know. Johnny Evans, he he was sort of deemed not good enough. Um, and and look where where he is now. Oh, so. he was one of your players of the season. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And, yeah. And 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 so you'd have to trust that. That if any any money came in, like we would use it to to sort of um, good effect. So yeah, I'd I'd have a bit of confidence that that we'd do a good job. Well, let's let's go a step further. You know, as far as the ideal Foxes eleven, you know what what's yours? Um, it's it's hard. It's hard because 
It depends what formation you play ultimately. Well, see, that's you know? that's also the question. People are, I and mean, people are wanting to know. <laughs> what yeah, what will it be? Are we playing three at the back? Are we playing four at the back? You know, is uh, are we talking wing backs or not? I mean, this is these are all questions, especially because I don't know if you know our listeners. We mainly play the draft format, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're drafting players, and and you don't want to waste a draft pick on somebody who's not going to play, right? So if if Soyuncu is not going to get in the side, or um, if you know whatever whatever whoever it is is not going to get into the side if Pereira is only going to play half the games well that's kind of a wasted pick so just curious yeah, about yeah. what do you think in terms of your 11 yeah and it it's hard and it, it it's hard to for me to pick what my 11 is i don't want to tell you what my 11 would be and then it be nowhere near the 11 <laughs> that 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 i think he might go with you that's know? fair so so i i because ultimately, when when the team's nothing like, all your listeners are going to turn around and say, "Oh, you you said that in your eleven would be <laughs> this player, and he's not even playing." Okay, um, give me a predicted then. Give me your predicted eleven. Yeah, again, it, the, just to give some context as to, to as to when we discuss it, or we're we obviously going to discuss it now. But the, the sort of the two trains of thought is that Rogers likes us in a free. Uh, sort of a back three and and the reason for that is because we don't really have much quality out wide you know Barnes we do um, and then we lack one on the other side you know and and then Barnes got injured which sort of even more forced his hand and it meant that we had to go with two up front um, which worked perfectly for Ian Acho. so so that's the ticks for that formation we were we were solid enough as a back three uh, defensively, we were better in the midfield with it, right? And Ian actually scored goals. The downside to it is that Vardy struggles in a two. Yes, and he is your talisman. He is your sort of top goal scorer. He's sort of a club legend. So, do you pick a side that? means that he plays or or what do you do and and that's where it's hard to know to know what he's going to do before we get into to the pre-season you know because like Pats and Dakar we're assuming that say we assume that he does sign you know and I think he does by all by all accounts he will he's only ever played in the two I think certainly of the last two years of, of what and again, I've, I've not watched loads of Salzburg, but I've watched enough. Um, and to, I really like him, but he plays in a two for them. You know, Ian Acho's better in a two. So then you think to yourself, right, are we setting up sides, you know, to play in a two? But then Vardy doesn't really like playing in a two. Yeah. So you think to yourself, right, maybe he's having two formations. Because mm. when Barnes comes back, Barnes doesn't fit in a three five two or exactly whatever it is a like a three four one two or, or however you want it to be you like you're not going to play Barnes at, at left back or left wing back right um, right and if if you sign another uh, sort of another wide man then all of a sudden you lend back into it being sort of four three three or hmm. um or three I guess yeah yeah it would be four three three or whatever it, it needs to be like a four two three one or um whichever of those two options you know um so then that then becomes how do you play that um 
So so it's interesting. I think I think defensively, sort of the nailed down picks. Obviously, I would say that the like, and I, I don't know where your sort of listeners are from, um, but to to sort of coin an American phrase, obviously like the depth chart and, and sort oh, of yeah. that sort of stuff, you know. But when I say that in in England, people don't really know what I'm fi- talking about. Um, but obviously, like, you guys are here. In oh, England, we've got so people from all over. A, yeah. Yeah, but it's um, sort of it is in, in terms of um, in terms of that, you know. I would say that Evans and and Fafana would be the first two centre backs, and then Soyuncu would be the third. So, if we play in a three, he plays. I think if we played in the two, it would be Evans and Fafana, um, and I, I think Fafana is just going to be a superstar. I think. I do too. He will uh, eventually be the number one. I think he's more talented than Sienchu. Um I like Sienchu, but I just think Fafana's the sort of the better pick. Um, so, so those two will play. I guess depend. It the it's probably going to be sort of what Castagne one side and um, and Ricardo the other, on the assumption that Ricardo has um, sort of a, a good. Uh, off season and, and comes back stronger. You know he's he struggled last season to come back from um, his ACL, and and that also then is the issue that we'll have with James Justin. He'll be slow to of come course. back because these injuries are there. Again, you, you'll know sort of following American football, which where it happens unfortunately a lot more. You know lot. these are not easy injuries, right? Um, to come back from so. That'll be that'll be another one. So I would imagine it will start, providing Ricardo's sort of fit enough to start. He'll be one side and Castagne will be the other. Um, as a as an option, Castagne is not really the best down down the left. Um, but Ricardo's not the better. best at defending. <laughs> Whereas he's I, I like he is Ricardo. more he's more offensive prior, though, right? Yeah, yeah. But pr- pr- prior to his injury Ricardo's for me was one of the best right backs in the world uh, probably the best right back in the league um so if he can and they it does take a long time if he can get back to to the levels and he might not you know the some people don't ever ever come back sure to, to the to levels so we'd have to see of course um, right right there's there's Luke Thomas as well I could see him potentially going out on loan um if we can get sort of the players back in time or if we if we bring another one in because they it sort of looks like Ryan Bertrand's coming in I, I think he will do you know so then that that probably pushes Thomas out and loan which would be really good for him I would I'd really like for him as a as a footballer to to go out on on loan probably to the championship and sort of get a year under his belt um and then eventually come back stronger for us um yeah and then, it, then it sort of depends on on the formation as to how you fit everyone else in. Um, Tillemans and Ndidi will play. Um, that that sort of goes without saying. They're they're both sort of high high quality footballers. And, this and is if it's if it's three at the back, we keep them both. <laughs> right. If it's three at the back, then they're obviously you know right in front of the defense essentially, which leaves you really only one midfield position left, and that goes to Madison, doesn't it? Yeah, it does ultimately. So that's what I mean. If it's if it's free at the back, then um, Barnes just doesn't play, you know. So uh, unless you play him through the middle, which people have tried to do, um, so I guess the argument could be that, that that maybe 
they wouldn't. Re- I think they would replace Madison if if they left with a with a similar sort of player. They've tried to push Tillemans up there um, when Madison has been injured, and he's not really. People think that because obviously people are like oh, but he scored a good goal again in the FA Cup. You know, mm-hmm. he's definitely a goal scorer, but like that's not really his game. No, you know. Um, he, where he is now is, is sort of his position um, uh, in sort of like the eight or um, so so yeah I, I, he, he's obviously sort of top top draw um, I think we'll probably start the season sort of a back three um, with two up front you know how we finished the season last year um, with Vardy and Acho because Dak is not going to be within like have been with the club long enough to, to be starting football games and at the same time Barnes coming back from injuries he's he's not going to be there there either you know what I mean so right of course um that probably will be how we start obviously so you Stanley don't had a, a, a bad injury in the um in the euro so you'd have to wait and see oh that's right how he comes back from that and you, you don't think Barnes is is fit to start the season um I it's hard to, it's hard to say because people thought that he was going to be back when it happened, sort of like in two months, and it just kept going further and further back. You know, you get a good idea before the um, before you, you have to make these sort of decisions because once a once a preseason starts, and if he's training and playing in the preseason friendlies, um, when are the when are the like the drafts? When when will you be doing them? Oh, like they'll try to push him back as far as they can. So a lot of people yeah. will the couple of weekends before a lot of people will get together with their mates and you know, they'll yeah, like, yeah. they'll like rent a cabin or something and every, you know, everybody will come together if you're all in the same area. And it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like an absolute holiday. It's one of the best days of the year. You know, you get together and, <laughs> and have some beverages and, and everybody does the draft together. No, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's good fun. And um, no, yeah. So, so exactly. So you will at that point have had chance to see how we set up in in the preseason friendlies and and don't get me wrong if if all of a sudden Barnes plays sort of a, a lot of football and in the running to to the thingy there's there's no reason that he he won't start because his ability is something we miss you know he's of course he he was on fire prior to to getting injured yeah um and he'd have been at the Euros without a shadow of a doubt for me um and maybe a bit of a bold statement um but but I think he would have and sort of yeah, I know that sort of even recently Southgate had been asking, uh, well, not that recently, but to sort of like until like sort of March, April time as to whether they were going to get him fit um, because he was looking to take him to take him to the Euros. Um, so, so that, yeah, that's a bit of a, yeah, <laughs> back to your insight and knowledge because I don't think many people would know that. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, but, but on, yeah, they, on Barnes they, real quick before, not to cut you off, before yeah, we move, before no, we move okay. on. Um and you'll, I think you'll know this better than, than me or that I can maybe just pause it or guess, but how much of the reliance on the back three and, and utilizing wingbacks was due to the fact that Harvey Barnes was injured and couldn't provide that width? Yeah, definitely. That, 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 that just forced Rodgers' hand, you know, um, because all of a sudden we went from having one good winger and then you could sort of blag the second one to... <laughs> to no good wing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we, we, we had no, we had no width, you know, they tried to chuck sort of Ricardo there in games. And um, I think Castagne played there a couple of times. Yeah. You know, every fifth game Perez to, would be okay. 
Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> and that and that was ultimately what it was, just to just to force to try and play with width because that's how Vardy likes to play. You know, it was only once they they sort of said, okay, maybe we have to um, play sort of uh, Iheanacho, and then all of a sudden, like, and people will say, oh, I saw it coming, but. As a, no. sort of a, a diehard Leicester fan, um, <laughs> I can tell you categorically Nobody. that no one, not even Kalecci and Hacho, <laughs> um, saw it coming. You know, and I, I'll, I'll, people can dig up my old tweets, you know, and I'll, I'll have messages from people, like two people of me saying like, this guy is just like a lovely guy, just not at the level. And fair play to him for proving me wrong you know um because he yeah don't get me wrong he, he banged goals in and he was an important reason as to why we got points when we were not really good enough you know <laughs> to get them sure um so i'll yeah i'll 100 hold my hands up do i think that he is um of the ability where that is sustainable no okay that was <laughs> um, a question i had for you <laughs> and yeah and yeah I don't you know and and that will uh, and I'll get a lot of abuse for that from from people who will say I'm negative or you know and and again you can sort of crop that down and if he sort of scores 20 goals a season you know you can you can turn around and say oh what what does this guy know I don't know I just uh, when you watch him he does it's not like <laughs> like he, ha- he obviously he scored big goals and he and he did sort of score key goals, but like when he's not on it, you know he's not. He doesn't look like a, a, a top level footballer. Uh, for me, he's more of, and that's what strikers do. They sort of they score goals, but you know as a as opposed to sort of being being that elite level. And when he's not scoring goals, he. <laughs> If he's not sort of involved in the game, then he doesn't offer you anything. He's you pretty rubbish. I mean? like, yeah, yeah, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, not to, not to be horrible, but when he's not on it, he's like, he's not really worth having on the pitch. Um, well, and, and which is I, why it'll be good to have Daka come in. Okay, yeah, because it means you can make that change. You know, there were, there were a lot of times, and he stayed on the pitch because we don't have any, <laughs> we didn't <laughs> no have anything else. else. You know, you, you just end up with an inefficient sort of even in that game um, against sort of Spurs, he was he was absolutely woeful in in a time when we really needed a goal. You know, mm. and we we have no other plan B's. Yeah, you took Perez on, but he doesn't really offer Mm-mm. a great deal. You know, and all of a sudden you end up like with a centre back just choked up front, or or you know just something like that, just to try and offer something different. Um, so I I think. I think it'll it'll be interesting. The other sort of thing that you have to bear in mind when sort of picking Leicester players is that we're going to be playing Thursday night football. Um, that's right. And and that's not easy, you know. And that's another sort of downside to to sort of not being in the Champions League is that that you. Well, I guess a downside and a. And a positive side. So on the downside, 
you end up playing in some sort of horrible sort of countries and well not horrible countries that, that's kind <laughs> no of just like inconvenient lists, inconvenient to get yeah, to yeah 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 <laughs> no it's you not mean. like it's not like barcelona or yeah. madrid it ends up being like baku or 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 sort of countries yeah like random ukrainian cities we played like <laughs> yeah. Luhansk, you know um sort of clubs like that you know and and they are inconvenient on a on a thursday night when you then you come back that means then you don't train on the friday you do a bit of something on the saturday and then you play on the sunday and it, it's not easy the one i guess positive to that is that unlike in the champions league when you go well, with the exception of man city when you have to go full strength in the champions league so all of a sudden you're playing full strength on a tuesday full strength on a saturday full strength on a tuesday you know like we will be able to to rotate more in the Europa League. So that's worth bearing in mind. Um, but yeah, it means that sort of our games are Sunday nights or Mondays, you know, and so so there will be rotation. I imagine we will see sort of sort of different teams and, and that will be important for us because look at what happened last season with the sort of the, the injuries that we suffered. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say Oh, like where is us? We we had players injured, you know, because a lot of a lot of sides did, and and that was part of the the effect that sort of COVID had. But you know, Justin Castagne missed periods, Sancho missed periods, Fafana missed periods, Evans. Like I think, with the exception of maybe Tillemans, I think we probably missed every single and Smichael. We we probably missed every single player from our from our team throughout the course of last season. Uh, Yeah, it was rough, and not just for like one week. No, you know, like not just rested, like sustained periods of time where we we didn't have sort of players. So that that's not easy, and and that's not an excuse for (laughs) for bottling anything or or stuff like that. But that just comes from overplaying, you know, and 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 we'll see that a lot with the european lads as well and and sort of the south american lads are there they're in the copper america at the minute you know they played all that football now this is straight into a european tournament now you know and right. and then certainly for the lads that go deep in that you know it's there's going to be it's not going to be it's not going to be easy when when the season starts back up you know and it's yeah don't get me wrong it doesn't get too warm in england but when it's sort of those slightly warm uh, August uh, sort of games and and sort of lads are, are having not really come off much of a break, you know, that, that will impact, you know. So that's that's one positive where you know, maybe someone like the likes of Vardy, you know, who, who has sort of chosen to um, retire from international football will have had this summer off um, sort of buying, buying American football clubs or whatever he's been doing um, <laughs> Vardy never takes any time off but time off for Vardy is like playing darts and getting pissed in a pub you know like that's <laughs> did you see that he's uh he's now a, one of the owners of one of the your your soccer clubs no I did not which one um Rochester Rhinos really that, are they, are they out of they, New York is that? Yeah, Rochester yeah, yeah. New York uh, I think so they must be in one of like kind of the lower leagues or like the the NASL because they're not in the MLS. Yeah, yeah, they're based in the New York. Um, Rochester Rhinos. Uh, that is so Vardy. That's fantastic. I they love were that. on hiatus, but they've come back. He's like, um, I don't know how much ownership he's got, um, <laughs> but yeah, they 
so apparently they were last seen playing in the 2017 USL season in the second tier. Um, and now now they've come back. That's incredible. Um, uh, their first picture is, is Vardy with a, with a scarf around his neck. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, taking in our new training ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and had not heard that um, at all. It's fantastic. Yeah, his uh, it's like so he he runs a an academy, um, basically designed it like taking young kids that have been released from the Premier League clubs or the bigger clubs, um, sort of like the similar path that he had. So like he got released by Sheffield Wednesday, went into non-league football. So it's designed at like catching those players. Cool. Um, and the guy that was running that. He has gone over to New York, and he's um, the new director of football at this club. Wow, that's really cool. So, so I, I, apparently, so like I, I think I have a few people on on LinkedIn, maybe who are, who are involved, um, and I think like like Vardy's literally sort of on the phone to to sort of the directors and the the owners every every day. Like it's not just something he's just chipped a bit of money in. Like I think he's. I think he's genuinely quite interesting. No, I love that. Um, I love that because because obviously Christian Fuchs, he's is he gone over? Is he playing at Charlotte now? Yeah, so yeah, it's my state, Charlotte. Yeah, so yeah, strange. Course, yeah. yeah, so um, I imagine there'll be uh, again another another link there. Um, wow, <laughs> wow, very cool, very cool. Um, okay, but so you were talking about uh, rotation. And I also wanted to mention, right, I mean, not only do you have the Euros and the Copa, but then you also have, like, people like, like Kelly, who's going to be going to the AFCON. And so, yeah. of course, you know, that, that's going to be happening as well. Um, so even guys who, like, didn't exhaust themselves this summer also will have, will have that going on during the season. It's going to be a bit of a yeah, wild one. And we've, we've got, obviously, yeah, um, Kelechi sort of wilf as well um it's sort of in the in the middle of the part you know so so these this will impact us um and yeah we won't get on onto that too much because because i think it's it's maybe a bit daft or this um obviously they, they gotta play the football they, they play maybe too much european football well not european international football um now especially with like don't get me wrong. Yeah, the tournaments are great, but when they play in like needless friendlies and stuff, yeah, like, agreed. If it was up to me that they would just bin the friendlies off this season. Like, we don't, we don't need them, you know. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, like the, like the Chelsea lads, they've got to then go and play like the Club World Cup and and stuff like that. And um, we'll obviously play Man City in the Community Shield and and stuff like that. There's just so there's so many games and. I I don't know if any of the the clubs are doing sort of like and obviously as a as an international fan it, it's it's probably great for you but when they go on these sort of tournaments in the preseason tournaments and stuff and and traveling all over the world and stuff it it can't be easy for the players to to do that you know like say some of these lads like they won't they won't get a chance to go away or or right. or anything and and I know people will be sort of listening thinking oh they get paid like hundred grand a week or or whatever you know like th they can put up with that but it's not easy like for players not just sort of like like physically but like mentally if to, to never then unwind or or stuff like that and and again i know i'm not trying to say like oh players have it really hard or anything like that because i'm i'm sure lots of people listening do sort of very physical demanding jobs for and they don't get paid 150 grand or, or whatever a week <laughs> a but, week yeah you know but yeah, still you know so it's not I, I, they're not like it's not like yeah that they're the um 
they're like um, living a, a tough life. But it's not easy, you know, and um, especially for sort of like the lads that come to to a new country and perhaps don't know anyone and and this covid has has meant that they've maybe not been able to go home or or stuff like that and i think we will see that sort of impact players and yeah i think so maybe too. that will um impact the transfer market you know and and people might be more reluctant to to move abroad or or to move to countries you know because all of a sudden it's it, it it's less enjoyable you know like we talked about like the the London lifestyle, and I know I've talked about that a few times, but it's all well and good. But if if the if the country's in lockdown, then it doesn't matter where you are. If right. You can't go home. Right. Or or if your family is in the Ivory Coast, or you know if your family is in Brazil, and you never get to see your extended family ever, and the few times you do, you know, like I I like your bit of compassion here that you're throwing in because you know like Mo Salah took a whole bunch of shit for going to a wedding during lockdown. And I get it. Yes, okay, fine. Um, not the smartest move. But you have a chance to go to a wedding. You know, your family members, you don't get home very often. It's just like, it's hard to fault some of these guys for doing some of these things. I'm not talking like Kyle Walker type stuff, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this, is, but people forget that. And p- people forget like how just how young these kids are as well. Of you course, know? Like, right. Say, say someone like Wesley Fafana for is like he's 19 years old. That's insane. Old, you know, in not in his country, you know, like in, in a city doesn't really know people. You know, it's not like he can go out and then get to know people like through that way. And, and the... The reality is, like I, I sort of, sort of uh, run a Leicester podcast. I've I've not done much um, recently, but I spoke to sort of ex footballers and, and and sort of current footballers, and like ultimately they they may be trained for sort of three four hours a day, and then like I I'm friends with with sort of some of my good mates are, are footballers, you know, and they're living in cities that they don't know, so they go to training and then they just go home, and it's like maybe watching telly or or on on the sort of the the Xbox or the PlayStation but right it's it's a lonely life oh man <laughs> you know like and yeah they get they get paid a lot of money but it, especially if you're not in the side or you're not playing well or or things aren't aren't going well all of a sudden you know it's you've got no like all of us sort of you can have a bad day at work but there's you've always got some sort of release you know like you can sort of maybe come home and and sort of forget about it you've got kids or or partners or sort of dogs or something like that you know right like to some of these they're just young kids in countries they don't know and and sometimes they don't speak the language you know and and they end up like struggling and that's why a lot of sort of people like do struggle to adjust you know like People will be critical of, of someone like Timo Werner, you know, because um, they'll they'll say like they paid this money for him and he, he scored goals in in the Bundesliga and he sort of or Kai Havertz is Kai, yeah. probably maybe a better example because yeah he really struggled. Then all of a sudden Chelsea bring a German speaking manager in and he looks like a different player. And people <laughs> go, oh, surely it can't be that easy. But sometimes that is what it needs because he's a young lad come to a country that. He, and obviously he will speak English, but it's not sort of his country and it's not his language, you know. So, so sometimes having that bit of f- familiarity, like then, then does change a player. Like I think people just forget that, that these guys are humans. Aren't of course, they? Not right? Just like sport playing robots. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it, 
a lot of that lends to the fact that that football is a global sport now, and especially the Premier League, you know, is a global brand. And so you've got FIFA and you've got um, merchandise and all these different things. And, and, you know, a football player is supposed to be a football player. That's what they are. That's their identity. And so to try to be anything else, I think they find it really difficult, even like to just try to be a friend um, to somebody and try to find like a guy in a pub and, and be like, what's up, man? You want to go get a beer? Like it's, it's it's almost impossible for them being associated with the football team because that's all they're that's all they're seen as. Yeah, and that and that's ultimately what it comes down to, you know, like like you you spoke about Salah and, and even Walker to an extent, you know, like like even that these guys aren't allowed to make mistakes or they're not allowed to because everything that they do is like in sort of like the 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 media eye and you know everything that they do is just broadcast to the world so they they can't say even like after um so and again i'm i'm maybe part of it as well but you know someone like billy gilmore who had such a good game against um england like test positive for covid and and all of a sudden you've got people saying how's that happened like you know he shouldn't have been here or he shouldn't you know like and like if that happened in any other way of life that you could just be like oh that's that's unlucky you know <laughs> you know like you wouldn't suspect <laughs> a thing but like people make out all of a sudden like like he's he's in the wrong it's you, know, you just think to yourself at times like obviously you would you would definitely take it for the for the money and the fact that they get to play football every time but you you maybe take for granted like the ability to to just have that sort of peaceful life and and be able to get on with your own life without constantly being under a magnifying glass oh, i completely agree yeah um we've gone way off topic. oh that's okay that I, I actually have a great i have a i have an amazing transition here you ready for this so Wonderful. so speaking of the peaceful life and players who might be coming to leicester for that very peaceful life that you describe see what i did see how good yeah, that was I love it. uh <laughs> let's talk about transfers and then um and then i think we've we've pretty much covered everything that that i wanted to chat with you about um, so if there's anything else kind of remaining, we can just, you know, shoot the breeze. But uh, I did want to get your thoughts on transfers because you mentioned the the Madison um, rumors. Obviously, we've discussed those. I don't think we need to get into those any further. Um, but um, obviously, you know, Pat's and Daka, you guys should rightfully be excited. He's He is electric. He's, he's really, really fun to watch. Um, I'm just curious about, do you see him, his role as a sub role, a super sub? I think for the time being, I think uh, I think that's what it will be. Um, purely because of, of sort of how um, everything I've, I've just mentioned there, really, and the fact that it it takes time for these players to sort of adapt and and to get to get used to it. And, and Tillemans was a perfect example. You know, he came on loan to Leicester, um, looked a million dollars, and then he he sort of had a bit of time where he sort of struggled. He was slightly off the pace of it. You know, and he, he then needed that season to, to really sort of, he, he lost a bit of weight and learned how the game works and, and all of a sudden he, he was superb, you know, and, and, and that happens to a lot of players. And, and again, talking like about the, the Chelsea boys there, that I feel that that will probably be what happens to them once they get sort of used to the leagues, you know, because it is different. The pace of it's different to, to a lot of leagues that they play in, you know, so... Especially, and, and no disrespect if there's anyone listening, but sort of to the the Austrian Bundesliga, you know, it it won't be <laughs> the pace of the uh, the Premier League, you know. So it, right. it will take in time to to get used to it. But he's a young kid, um, 
and he's played sort of European football, um, albeit sort of like Europa League and, and Champions League. But, and again, not loads of games, but he, he will have played against sort of high quality opposition. And, and being in the same side as sort of players like Haaland and um, Huang Hee Chan, you know, um, that, that Salzburg sort of machine is is well run and they just churn out high quality footballers amazing um, right yeah so, yeah they, they they are so good at it um and that's a completely different conversation about the impact that red bull have had on, on some of these clubs you know and wow. it's not maybe not one that um we need to get into yeah <laughs> uh, and perhaps i i probably don't uh don't know enough to to talk about it too much and it's it's controversial so um but they that's, do that's on our other stuff. podcast, Sam. The other podcast that you and I do called Destroying Football. Yeah, yeah. That's our that's our other podcast. So people can listen yeah, to that I'd, if they I'll want happily, to. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> do that, um, but yeah, so quality-wise, I think he has definitely got the ability. I personally think it will be sort of a, a phase in, you know, how long's Vardy got left? I don't know. You know, you would say that this will perhaps be his, his last season really at the level. you know. I, and, I wouldn't put money um, on it, but the, no, you it, it seems like it makes it sense. Because he seems to say that every year. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. It, it makes sense. And it, is Ian Acho the, the future of the club? I don't know. You know, I would maybe lean towards saying no, but that's slightly harsh and people might think, how can you say that when he's sort of finished the season the way he did? Um so I, I think sort of in terms of sort of Pats and Decker, I think it's maybe in two years' time it will be a case of, wow, this guy is the real deal for Leicester. But I'm very excited about him and I will also be excited about him next season. But I think from a certainly from a draft point of view, mm-hmm. um, for, for you guys that are, that are listening, nice. you have to remember <laughs> that he could have, he could play 25 games for for Leicester this season and of that like 10 be in the league you know like right because because we're going to be playing that many games exactly you know, there's, there's maybe providing we we get reasonably far you've probably got sort of 10 at least in the Europa League you've got probably another sort of 10 in the two cups so all of a sudden there's 20 games you know and he's not played a game in the Prem yet so he might be that he plays sort of he might only start sort of 10 in in the Premier League and is that then someone that that you're gonna want taking a valuable space perhaps not so interesting so he's almost um, like uh plays like a almost like a Nicola Pepe sort of role uh for for your team used to yeah to get used to it I think that that is what he will do unless of course and yeah this is all sort of hypothetically speaking you know if, (laughs) if he comes and all of a sudden scores a hat trick um, in his first game or he comes off the bench and scores two or Vardy gets injured or Ian Acho gets injured you know like these things are so hard to predict because there's so many variables that we're not in control of of course you know so yeah, yeah. Um, how, how can I tell you how many games you can play no, like no because if, oh, well, he could get injured or you know someone like Luke Thomas if you'd have said to him last season that he'd be starting in an FA Cup final um, and sort of getting, you know, getting the. I think he. I think he got the assist for Tillman's goal in an FA Cup final. You'd be thinking, how on earth would that happen? There were so many other fullbacks that sort of would, in theory, be above him. But 
that's what happened you know various people got injured and you know he he took chances when when he had to take chances and and that's that's football um, yeah exactly the same with Fafana we'd have probably looked to sort of bed him in all of a sudden someone gets injured he gets forced in um and then it's sort of sink or swim isn't it yeah. so um we'll see so yeah in, I am very excited about him in in terms of um other other sort of signings you've got Samari as well um who should touch would come in um I it's looking more and more likely i think right yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah, a center yeah. mid from lille um he is also super young is he 24 or is he 23 something like that i think he's 23 okay um but but and you know of course everybody makes all of the um you know techno beat uh highlight reels on on youtube yeah. that you can watch and uh but his are truly impressive i mean he he really looks like he's on it um so i'm i'm yeah, also yeah. excited about him and one of the things, and I'll let you, I'll let you kind of whatever you want to say after that. But one of the things that I think is really interesting about some of the signings, and I, I hinted at this earlier, but I'm always amazed. Like it doesn't seem like there's anybody else after these guys, and and they just look incredible on tape. Um, and it's just it's always amazing to me how Lester seemed to uh, really just kind of like target these guys that like are almost a sure thing. Yeah, it's it is it, we are we are very very good at it, you know, and we sort of because because we have to be, you know, if if we get into maybe not so much bidding wars, but if we get into sort of bidding wars in terms of the player when it comes to the player, you know, there are a lot of people who are sort of like we say um, better draws and and better picks than 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 Leicester City, you right? Know, and, um, a small club in in the not a small club but a, a, a reasonable size club in the Midlands, you know. They were, so if if you try and get into a, a match with the likes of um, Liverpool, you know, Man U, Arsenal, we're not going to win that, you know. So sure, we have to maybe go for players that that aren't um, people aren't looking at the Dakar one's a different one um, because that one just sort of came from nowhere, you know? right? Um, from by what I read that, and as with most sort of Salzburg sort of talented players um except from maybe like Hallen maybe an exception because he was maybe too good but a lot of them go to Leipzig you know and that is the, the transition and I think Leipzig we were expecting that to be the case the same with Dakar and all of a sudden we came from nowhere and, and bought him you know or by by the looks of it um and we we reacted quicker and and sort of people because people I think people were interested in him you know I think Liverpool had been looking but by all by the sounds of it we we got the stuff done so it was quick too late that, that yeah that, that yeah. no one else uh, would do samari's a, another weird one I'd, i don't know because lilla lilla in a financial difficulties and they seem to be selling sort of everyone they've got so i would have assumed that that people would would know that and would be would be interested but yeah it's it's a weird one but yeah, it will it will work to our benefit um and and hopefully we can get those done, and then that will will be in a position where we don't have to to sell anyone in order to to make them work, and and we should stay as we are. Um, if we have to sell, I think it will be a case of if we have to sell Madison, or if we do sell Madison, then we will probably have people lined up. Should that happen, um, and if that was to happen, then we would then pull the trigger and. Um, there would be sort of sales that we then push through. I don't. We won't spend money that we don't really have because right. that's not really how we work. Our our business model is 
is very, and people will say, oh, you're a selling club and stuff like that. But we're not. We've we've just sold players, with the exception of Kante that we we sort of got ripped off by Chelsea for. We've just <laughs> sold players. Um, but that was because of a, a dodgy clause and stuff like that. But yeah. we've sold players if if that if teams matched our valuation, you know, um, we didn't want to sell Maguire. Man, you were willing to pay a lot of money for him, and then like their businesses at the end of the day, you know, like it, whatever. If someone offered me like two times what I think is the value of my. I don't know the microphone I've got in front of me. Then right. okay, they can they can have it exactly. You know, exactly, you're not going to turn these things down, right? Um, and it's the same with Madison. We'll have a valuation for him which will be more than his true worth. And if someone's willing to pay that, then we're not going to stop stop that. You know, um, same with Marez. Like he wanted to leave, um, understandably, because he wanted to go to Man City and you know he win t- competitions and, and stuff like that. But we stuck to our guns. We we kept him a season longer than he would want it to because ultimately, if someone's not, we're not like mugs. If if right. people don't pay the valuations that we have on players, we will not sell players. You know, we we don't get bossed around or anything like that. You know, ultimately, if if people won't if people won't pay what what we want, then they won't get our players. And it'll be <laughs> the same with with Tillemans. You know, there's there's a bit of talk with yeah. sort of you guys. Um, so Liverpool, Man City, United, you know, but there will be there will be a value on his head. It will be a lot of money, and I physically can't see um, anyone chucking that sort of money in in this market. Like I, I say that apparently today, Man City have put a bid in for Kane, but that's slightly different. You know, he's he's a different um, figure and player. You know, there's. In signing Harry Kane, there's there's more sort of PR and, and stuff like that than right. you'd get with signing Yuri Tillman. So it is slightly different. Um, but yeah, we, we'll see. Um, there's there's obviously Soyuncu as well. I saw something today, maybe that, that United are looking. Um, we won't sell him if people really wanted him to go. Then 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 he would. You know, if they if they took loads and loads of money at it, then then that would happen but yeah i can't uh i can't see it <laughs> i just don't know personally i just don't know what it is about lester where you all just seem to be able to churn out world class center backs um just <laughs> with seemingly no problem at all and then sell them for like four times what you bought them for but this is a thing this is like where it comes is because <laughs> you know like teams like man city they just don't have well, they don't have the ability to to give sort of not unproven, but you know they they don't have the the ability to maybe like how we've sort of played for Farner and um, and sort of given him a chance. Like Man City can't do that at that point. You know, like how I said, like we'll sign players and we've got to see whether they'll adapt to the English game. Right. They, they don't really. They can't really afford to make those decisions. No. Right. If they get it wrong. You know, it's the same with uh, Van Dijk, who's sort of one of the best um, centre-backs in the world. You know, Southampton were the one who took the risk on him. Like, Liverpool signed him from Southampton, and he'd already played in the Prem. He knows how it works. Of course. So he is able to then just go into the Premier League. and World and, record and, fee and, at the time, right? Yeah, exactly. But the the, the risk is is taking him from the, the, the Scottish like leagues 
and hoping that sort of he will adapt to it and and that's what we've done you know like I could have told you that Fafana was a talent when he was at St Etienne but the risk is in that he'll transition into the in the Premier League and and still remain that talent you know and 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 it's hard because would would he have been the same player at, at Man City mm-hmm. probably not only playing in the League Cup or something because he's like he will have benefited this year from playing football of course you know, and, right. and at Man City you, you you don't have the ability to do that like look at someone like Leroy Sané mm. who's, Great example. who's a phenomenal footballer yep. but when you when you spend every other game sat on the bench or or maybe even more Foden's another one like Jesus how good is he but yeah exactly but how much football are they actually playing you know and and at that stage of your career I know people might say differently or sports scientists or something like that but they just need to be playing football you know <laughs> um and that's why I think someone like Luke Thomas will benefit from going out on loan you know and playing football you know we've got a lot of like young kids um Dewsbury Hall um people are excited about him on, yeah and and he he was out on loan at Luton last year in the championship and and he, I think he was maybe one sort of one of their players of the season or, or something like that, you know, because he because he was so good for them. But if he'd have just sat on our bench, like and, and people like Leicester fans when when sort of Madison got injured or something, people were saying, "Oh, recall Dewsbury Hall, he needs to come back," you know, like. But what damage are you doing to the young lad just sat on the bench, you know, like it, it, you, these sort of players? You look at all of them and. Someone like Kane, you know, he was on loan at Leicester and, and stuff like that. That's that's what these like young lads need. There's only a few, right? There's only a few that are able to to just walk straight into the first team, you know. Because um, otherwise, like Rashford, what? Uh, they're they're like an exception, you know. Right. Rashford, Green, Greenwood, Foden, like they're they're an exception to the rule. Um, it they need to be playing sort of first team football and and playing. Not, not. I don't want to sound patronising in like men's football, but it's different playing youth football in like the under 18s, under 23s. You know, to to actually playing sort of with experienced professionals who will just like boot you off the pitch and and stuff like that. You know, because (laughs) it 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 matures these guys. Of course, yeah. Like, like there's there's something to you look at. You look at the likes of Reese James now. Like he looks so much more composed and physical, and part of that comes from from playing in the championship and playing against sort of like older pros and, and stuff like that, and learning how to play play the game. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I don't know what good it does necessarily somebody like Dewsbury Hall to you know be promoted to the senior team and then play every third Thursday in Azerbaijan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and and ultimately, that that is like what happens, and that ha- that's what happens to a lot of sort of Man City youngsters, and they can afford to bring lads in, and that that's and they're very good at it. It's a very good business model. They they sign random young kids from I don't know Hertha Berlin or or someone like that for one million pounds. They play four. Um, Carabao Cup games and and two Champions League yeah, like group exactly. games and then they sell them for nine million pounds, you know, with no intention of them ever playing for Man City properly. Yep. But they make a load of money at it, and it's not fair on the kids. No, not at um, all. But but Man City make make a lot of money out of it. Look at Chelsea. Look like they've got like 
what is it like 70 lads out on loan or something you know and a lot of these lads will never play for Chelsea you know but then there's some high quality lads like um like Pasalic who, who plays for Croatia you know like he was a Chelsea sort of youth lad never played for Chelsea and he playing for Atalanta in the in the like the Champions League so yeah it's it's a weird world out there but this is what happens and and sort of the the big clubs will will take over and again that's a another topic to get onto I, with the Super League and everything like oh that. yeah it's, for sure for sure it's not something we need to be doing an hour and 25 minutes I, in, so but, I uh, I was amazed yeah I'll let you go here in a minute I'm, I'm sorry but I appreciate <laughs> your time man no uh, speaking of Chelsea just the last thing on that I was amazed to find out. You remember Kennedy, who played with with Newcastle yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, with the, he's the apparently tats on his neck. yeah, he's apparently still on Chelsea, and he's just going out on loan to various different places. Like they still have not sold this man. Um, and yeah, I just and there's, there's so many. They've got so many players like that. It's so strange. But, he's 25 but, now. Like let yeah, him yeah. let him make a life for himself somewhere. I know, and and that and, and they do that like because they just in case. You know, like yeah. in case our, our it, first six people go down with injuries, we can bring Kennedy back from uh, yeah. where was he? Uh, I, I think they're just so scared of like doing, you know, like obviously they sold like Lukaku and they sold De Bruyne and sold Salah, you know, like. And yeah, that's true. They, they maybe don't want to do that again. <laughs> um, but it's not fair on these young kids, ultimately. Like you're messing around with like like young lads' lives and careers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's All right, brother. Yeah, no, no. no, no. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed myself. I, I greatly appreciate your time. Um, it's been a seemingly just like too easy chat. I mean, this was this was a really just a great time. I, I had a blast. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for for just being easy to talk to and uh, and your knowledge and and everything. So and your enthusiasm no, no, and your you. humor. It was yeah. great. Had a blast with you. Um, tell people where to to follow you and and how to find you. And uh, you hinted at your pod. So drop drop the line. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in terms of following me, you're you're best on Twitter, um, and sort of my, well, I say FPO. It's it's sort of an all fantasy football um, Twitter account. Is um, so it's like Smuel Martin. So that's like Samuel, but without the first A. There you um, go. Just because like my name's common enough that um, it would never be a username um, on uh, <laughs> on um, thingies like growing up and the worst part is like when I've in the like recently joined sort of like new and upcoming um, like uh, social media <laughs> platforms like I've had to keep it that because obviously like with not to sound daft like but like that like not like a brand but you know what I mean like I, I like Smuel Martin is is now what what mine that's is. what you're known as um, yeah exactly so then if i then change to sam martin people will be like wait where's that come from and, and the <laughs> thing is a lot of people now call me samuel but like it is literally just sam but um yeah so smuel martin fpl um yeah make sure you do the fpl otherwise you just get my personal one and that one's really boring <laughs> um so yeah if you if you find me on that um and yeah that's where the sort of the the early leicester team news um and and i again i i do i know I, I talk a lot about football but uh leicester but i'd like to think that like i, I do know a bit about football and, and what i'm talking about of course people just seem to think yeah now it's just um early team news but uh, <laughs> yeah I, I do play sort of fpl and, and fan team and um all that sort of stuff and then the podcast is is sort of leicester related um like i said um sort of with with work and, and being busy like that i've i've not do, done some um 
recently, but that's uh, Fox's fan cast. Um, so there's there's some sort of episodes with some old players and, and some other sort of bits and bobs that um, if you were ever bored, uh, then then absolutely feel free to to have a listen. Some um, some some good ex pros and sort of some some internationals and some ex managers that that you might have support a team or, or play for a team that, that you guys support. Um, so yeah, have a have a look and if if there's anything and and like I said before, um, if you want to drop me a message or ever speak to me or anything like that, then I'll I will happily chat to to anyone and uh, yeah my door is all always wide open but yeah thank you for having me i've uh i've really enjoyed myself i've i've done a few pods uh and stuff like that and this has probably been um one of the ones i've enjoyed the most i love it really, really all enjoy right just having a chat mate so i'll take it um i'll take it <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully uh sort of people have enjoyed listening and yeah you you're spot on and, and well done on, on everything like that perfect yeah again appreciate it um if you ever want to talk packers hit me up you know we can we can talk that anytime anytime um but otherwise man uh good luck to your foxes this year and um good luck keeping a hold of those of those world-class players it's going to be a tough one thank you my man all right brother talk to you soon cheers all right bye